Psalm 106, verses 6 through 20 say this in the Word of God. Psalm 106, verse 6, We have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedly. Our fathers understood not thy wonders in Egypt. They remembered not the multitude of thy mercies, but provoked him at the sea, even at the Red Sea. <laughs> Nevertheless, he saved them for his namesake, that he might make his mighty power to be known. He rebuked the Red Sea also, and it was dried up. So he led them through the depths as through the wilderness. And he saved them from the hand of him that hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. And the waters covered their enemies. There was not one of them left. Then believed they his words. They sang his praise. Verse 13, they soon forget his works. They waited not for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them the request, but sent leanness to their soul. They envied Moses also in the camp and Aaron, the saint of the Lord. The earth opened and swallowed up Dathan and covered the company of Abiram. And the fire was kindled in their company. The flame burned up the wicked. They made a calf in Horeb and worshipped the molten image. Thus they changed their glory into the similitude of an ox that eateth grass. Let's pray again, please. Heavenly Father, again, Lord, I'm so glad that we can come together. We can pray together. And Lord, we've heard many requests. And Lord, there were unknown requests, but Lord, I'm glad all things are known to you. And Lord, we can even uh, pray for the things we know about and don't know about. Lord, we can still lay them at your feet and, dear God, commit them to you. And so, Lord, we trust you with these things that have been mentioned, the spiritual needs, the physical needs, the financial needs, and uh, emotional needs, and other things, God, that people need help with in their life. Lord, I'm glad that we, we can bring it all to you, and Lord, that you care and you're concerned. So we pray that you would uh, just touch in these areas and give people what they need. Again, we think about the seed that's been sown, Lord, that which was sown Saturday, and uh, Lord, no doubt some's already been sown <laughs> this week. And God, we're, we're asking for you to give increase, dear God, that you might get honor and glory uh, thereby. And Lord, we need you today. Please help us. Lord, you've gotten us this far, but God, help us just to uh, continue to lean on you. And Lord, give us the wisdom and guidance that we need. Lord, help us to stay faithful uh, to the things of God. Help us to be the shining light, uh, Lord, in the corner uh, that you've given us, dear God, to bear witness to. And Lord, again, we thank you for each one that be, that's faithful here tonight, faithful to listen in. Dear God, we thank you, uh, dear God, again, that you've given us your word, that we can continue to learn and to grow and uh, be what you've called us to be. So help us now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So uh, uh, we look in here. I want to uh, look at this thought here uh, tonight about, uh, uh, you know, every day we make decisions, right? Every day we got to make decisions. Is there anybody that didn't make a decision today? Right. We all made some kind of uh, decision today. Of course, uh, most decisions we make, thank the Lord, aren't earth-shattering, right? Every decision you made today, you know, uh, you didn't have to worry about it, right? It wasn't earth-shattering. You know, uh, what to eat for lunch, even though that is an important one, uh, right? You know, what parking space to take wherever you were traveling, right? We, those are decisions, but they're not important ones. But of course, every now and then, we have to make a weightier decision, a weightier decision, you know, uh, and, and, and I talk about this a lot, you know, with, with the young people about uh, studying and, uh, you know, uh, relationships and all those things and uh, even about, you know, where to live and how to support my family and all those things. There are important decisions that we need to make. And, of course, decisions that will affect and maybe even set the chorus for our life and family for long periods, if not the rest of our life. 
And so, you know, uh, some of these decisions, you know, are very, very weighty and very uh, important. And so that's why I, I, I mention this a lot, because, you know, I think a lot of people uh, 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 neglect this. And so I want to look at the thought of having the importance of having a habit or discipline of seeking counsel on important decisions, right? It's a wise and safe thing to do. And so that's why I, I, I talk about it a lot because, you know, of course, young people, a lot of times they don't seek counsel in decisions because, they, you know, of course, they think they know it all, right? They, right? And uh, then when we uh, get older, we think, well, you know, I've had to make enough of these decisions or, you know, we think we've arrived or whatever. And so we think, but I think at every stage of life, amen, you need to understand the importance of seeking counsel in decisions. And we see what happened here in verse 13. It says, they soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. Now, I think it's kind of interesting in verse 6, you know, it talks about there, we have sinned with our fathers. We have committed iniquity. We have done wickedness. And of course, we think about, you know, uh, what we consider big sins out there. But, you know, uh, not seeking uh, the counsel of the Lord in your life uh, is, is a great sin. But what's amazing is even after he answers that, he talks about nevertheless, he saved them. Isn't it amazing how we can mess things up and make bad decisions and do something, but yet God shows his mercy. God shows his mercy. And so uh, we see here that uh, they didn't seek, they did not wait, it says, for his counsel. You know, a lot of times we, we, we pray, but we don't really wait for the answer, do we? Well, well, I prayed about it, you know, and then we get up and go ahead and do what we really want to do in the first place. But we try to say, well, we prayed about it. Hey, uh, we need to not only seek his counsel, we need to wait, amen, and have the discernment for that answer. Because not being willing to, being willing to humble oneself to seek counsel or seeking counsel from wrong sources, of course, can lead to a path of, of sorrow and heartache. And even though things may be appearing to be going positive in your life, you know, uh, I think of something, uh, uh, you know, a guy, I, I say a friend of mine, but years ago, you know, I think about a, a, a friend of mine that, you know, we used to go to a church together and all that stuff. And, and you know, he, he, he got into things and boy, if, if, the world looked at, if the world looked at his life, they'd say, man, he's doing pretty good. Man, he, he, you know, he's, he's, he's making good money. He's doing all these things, you know. But, uh, but yet, you know, I see it now uh, in his life, he's, he's, he, he's reaping today from decisions he made, you know, 15, 20 years ago. But yet the world will look at his life and think, you know, he seems to be pretty successful. But yet, uh, if you understand the Word of God and understood his background, you'd see actually the, the, you know, the heartache and uh, uh, disappointment of those, of those decisions. And I don't even think he realizes them yet. But, you know, that's why it's so important. You never know about that, uh, that decision that you made that maybe you didn't get counsel on or seek direction on or didn't line up with the Word of God, how it's going to affect you down the road. And, of course, we see it certainly affected what happened in Israel. Verse 13 says, they waited not for his counsel. And then look what happened. What? They fell into many sorrows. Verse 14 says, what? They, they, they lusted exceedingly. They tempted God. Uh, verse 16, they envied Moses. 
And then verse 17 and 18 show there was judgment. The earth opened up. You know, the, you know those that stood against Moses and Aaron and the fire was killed in their company. And then they fell. So they had judgment. And then they fell into adultery. They made a calf and horb and worshiped the molten image. Uh, listen, you never know uh, where your decisions uh, are going to lead. One decision or one uh, thing about not seeking uh, counsel and guidance on important decisions. So listen, think about it this way. There's going to be sorrow in life no matter what. Amen. There's going to be sorrow in life no matter what. The Bible says in Matthew 6, 34, sufficient in the day is the evil thereof. So hey, it, 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 listen, uh, even as a Christian, we know how much sorrow there is in life. So why compound that sorrow? Why compound that heartache? Why compound you all the negatives in life by making bad, unguided, or misguided decisions? You know, as we read here in Psalm 106, right, the Bible gives us examples, and we see one here, and warning about not getting counsel or getting counsel from uh, the wrong places. And here they didn't seek counsel, and they just went and started doing what they uh, wanted to do, and it brought great heartache to the nation and great heartache uh, uh, to many uh, families in the nation of Israel. And so the Bible gives warning about those that don't seek counsel. Let me give you a couple more verses. Deuteronomy 32, 28 says, For they are a nation, of course, talking about Israel, void of counsel. Neither is there any understanding in them. Void of counsel. Joshua 9, 14 says, and it goes right along with this verse here, right? And the men took of their victuals and asked not counsel at the mouth of the Lord. Right? What happened? They got in there and they made an emotional decision. The people started, you know, giving their sob story. Of course, we knew that they were lying when they came to them. And they made an emotional decision. And remember, 90% of the time when you make an emotional decision, it leads to a bad decision. Proverbs eleven fourteen says this, where no counsel is, boy, this is a good verse, good one to teach the children, where no counsel is, the people fall. Well, we see that happening in our country today. Why? Because they're not seeking the counsel of God. They're not seeking good counsel. But in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Notice that word multitude of counselors. Proverbs 15, 22, without counsel, purposes are disappointed. But in the multitude of counselors, they are established. Boy, you need to, as you go through life and God brings people to life, you need to set up a safety network, if you will, of good counselors. And so we have to be careful about trusting in ourselves alone. I like this verse in Jeremiah 7, 24. It says this, but they hearken not, nor incline their ear, but walked in the counsels and in the imagination of their evil heart. And what happened? And they went backward and not forward. Well, that's exactly what's happening in America right now, right? America is going backward, uh, not forward, because they're trusting right in the counsel of uh, uh, people, uh, their own hearts, and not seeking the counsel of wise and godly men. But of course, God's word is full of great counselors. Man, aren't you glad again, amen? Wonderful words of life, amen? Aren't you glad you have the word of God tonight? I love Psalm 119, verse 24 says, Thy testimonies also are my delight and my counselors. That's why it's so important, again, 
to, to be a, a, a faithful student of the Word of God. Amen? God gave us 66 books, and every one of them is full of good, amen, counsel to guide you in every area of your life. Amen? You got a question life? Amen? There's a verse, there's a precept or a principle to guide you in that situation in life. You know, I, just, I know the Bible doesn't always say exactly, you know, this in an exact verse, but there's principles, amen? There's guidance uh, for you in every area of life in the Word of God, right? You've got a book full of good counsel right here that God has given you. Psalm 33, 11 says, The counsel of the Lord standeth forever, the thoughts of his heart to all generations. Think about that, the thoughts of his heart. That's what this book is. This book is the thoughts of the heart of God on different situations, right, in areas of life. This is, this is directly from God's heart, amen? God wants to give you, listen, if somebody's giving you counsel, what do you want to do? Say, hey, can you just, just tell me what you want? You know, speak to me from the heart. That's how you want. If you're sincere about getting counsel from somebody, what do you want them to do? You want them to speak from their heart. You don't want just to, you know, tickle your ears. You know, hey, tell me what you really think, right? Be honest with me. I'm seeking your counsel. So I need guidance. I need direction. I don't know what to do in this situation in my life. Will you please just, you know, be honest with me and tell me, you know, from your heart what you think God to do. Well, that's what God did. Amen. He spoke to you when he gave you this book. He spoke to you with the thoughts of his heart. And so when he gives you that counsel, when he gives you that guidance and uh, whatever area you're seeking it from the word of God, you can know, amen, this is the heart of God concerning Amen. Uh, 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 that uh, situation or th that guidance there. So what, what a wonderful thing that is. And the wonderful thing is, is for all generations. Amen. Amen. Uh, it was good for grandpa. And now that you're grandpa or I'm grandpa, amen. We get, we're gl I'm glad that we can look at this next generation. You know, I remember uh, speaking to my children uh, when they were little, when we would uh, uh, do uh, devotions. And I would tell them, I said, you know what, children, you have the word of God. You have to listen. Uh, Daddy hopes that he can stay with you as long as however the Lord will allow him to stay with you in your life. But if the Lord tarries one day, daddy's going to be gone. But thank God, amen, you can still have, you'll still have the word of God. You'll still have the God of the word. You'll still have the Holy Spirit, amen, to guide you and give you direction in life. Aren't you glad uh, that you have that to pass on to your children? and grandchildren. Of course, Psalm uh, 1, 1 through 3 are great verses concerning that. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but what? His delight is in the law of the Lord. He rejects the counsel of the ungodly. He rejects the counsel of what the world's opinion. He rejects the counsel, amen, of what society may think. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he not just read, but meditate, meditate day and night. And what does it say about that man? He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. What a wonderful thought for those, amen, that seek counsel and direction from the word of God. But not only does he give us the word of God, but God gives us men of God for counsel. Uh, uh, turn over to 1 Kings chapter 1. Uh, uh, what, what a wonderful thought this is. You know the story that David's about to go off the scene. 
right? And uh, one of the brothers tries to set himself up as king, and then the great man of God, Nathan, comes in. 1 Kings chapter 1, uh, beginning verse 11, we'll just read 11 and 12, says, Wherefore, Nathan speak, spake unto Bathsheba, the mother of Solomon, saying, Hast thou not heard that Odonijah, the son of Haggith, doth reign? Remember, he tried to set himself up as the king. Boy, you find out how stupid he was, right? He, he, he came back later and approached uh, Bathsheba, right, to get that, get, get that woman. That was stupid. And David, our, shows he didn't seek good counsel. And David, our Lord, knoweth it not. But look what he says in verse 12. Now, therefore, come, let me, I pray thee, give thee counsel. The man of God says, hey, now, come here. You know what's going on. There's a bad situation going on out there that's really going to affect you. And listen, I want you to know God has sent me to give you some good counsel. Why? Look at this. That thou mayest save thine own life and the life of thy son Solomon. Boy, thank God in this bad situation that they were facing, God sent a man of God, sent one of his servants, said, here, I want to give you some good counsel, amen, that'll help your family. And boy, that's what, that's what a, a, a man of God wants to do. That's what a servant of God wants to do. He cares about your family. You got to remember, God put that man in your family, right? Amen. Because God cares about you. And then he gives that man of God a heart for you and a heart for your family to care about what's going on in your family. And so he's not there. Amen. Hope he's not there to, uh, to puff himself up or try to get you to follow him. But he's saying, listen, I want you to know I care about your family. And I want to give you some good God-guided counsel, amen, that'll benefit you and benefit your family in a situation like this. And boy, that's a good example of what Nathan does right there of why God brings, amen, a godly men into your life and a godly leaders into your life to give you that counsel in such a situation as this. Not only does he that, but thank God for godly friends. Here's some good verses, Proverbs 27, 9. Boy, what a, this is a precious verse. If you got some good friends, some good godly friends, here's a, here's a good verse. Look at this verse, Proverbs 27. Proverbs 27. Look at two good verses here in Proverbs 27, looking at godly friends that God brings into your life. And this is what you need to seek, young people, godly friends. Look at this thought, Proverbs 27, 9. Ointment and perfume rejoice the heart. Look at this. So does the, look at this word, sweetness of a man's friend by hearty counsel. Well, that's, that's, just, that's just a, that's just a, you know, I know as men, we're supposed to be all manly. All right, get over it, right? I know that's, that's fun when we're hanging out together. But, you know, the real deal is, right? Hey, the sweetness of a man's friend, amen, by hearty counsel. Well, of course, again, I got. I read that verse. I got to think about my friend, preacher Crab, right? Because you know his friendship to me. Amen. I got to say, his friendship to me, his counsel to me, uh, was sweet. It was. It was precious. Amen. What God did through that man of God in my life. Amen. Was precious. He was. He was precious to me. His guidance in in, in, uh, in my life. His prayers for me. And so doth the sweetness of a man's friend by heart account. You know what? That's the kind of friend you want to be to people. Amen? That when they think of you and how much you care for them and how much you want to be there for them and how much you want to try and, and keep their life straight. You know, I want, to be your, I want to be your friend and I want to be somebody in your life. Hey, not just because I'm a pastor, because I'm a fellow 
Christian, amen? And because uh, 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 it's more important for me to be your friend than to be uh, your pastor, amen? I want to really care about people, right? And, 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 and I want you to know, hey, uh, there's somebody who, who, who amen, they're, they're counseling to me or they're concerned for me, amen? That is sweet to my heart by hearty counsel. He's going to give me hearty counsel, amen? Uh, something that's really going to help me in the time of need. That's why verse 17 can say, iron sharpeneth iron. That's what we're supposed to do with one another. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. And what's one of the ways he can sharpen the countenance of his friend? Through good, godly, prayerful counsel uh, in the time of need for a friend. Not only that, he gives us senior saints and family members. Hey, listen, uh, I, I thank God for our senior saints. I thank God for, uh, uh, you know, uh, Brother Muxlow and Brother Thomas, right, in the other since I've been here. And because, you know, a lot of times uh, when uh, I'm thinking about things, I'll share it with them or bounce it off them. Job 12, 12 and 13 says this. With the ancient is wisdom. I'm not trying to say you're ancient, Brother Thomas, but, you know, I'm just what the Bible says, okay? I'm just, that's what the Bible says. With the ancient is wisdom, and in length of days, understanding. Amen? So maybe not ancient, but you have some length of days. Amen? Understanding. And verse 13, with him is wisdom and strength. Well, I, 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 I talked to Brother Thomas a lot. To me, Brother Thomas has, to me, he has wisdom. I look at him, to me, uh, he, he has godly, he, he loves godly wisdom. He, he, he gives me to, and, and, and uh, uh, Brother Muxlow and others, when I talk to them, right? I look to them for wisdom. I look to them for strength. But not just, again, not just because, you know, I'm a pastor and they're a deacon, but even if, even if I, I wasn't a pastor, if I was just a member of the church, they're still the type of men that I would go to when I, when I need some guidance and direction in my life and I want guidance from somebody in my local church. I'm going to go uh, to these elderly uh, people. And just like the younger people, uh, women should go to the elderly women and say, hey, uh, they've been through some things. They've been walking with God uh, for many years and they've stayed faithful. And I can get wisdom and strength. Look at this. He hath counsel and understanding. That's why we need, that's why we need saints of every level. People say, you know, people say, oh man, you know, we, we, well, in our church we got a, a, a lot of a lot of elderly people. Or if you're a young person with a church with a lot of elderly people, hey, sure you'd like to get some young people in there, but don't, 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 hey, don't write those people off. Amen. They can give you something that'll help you in life at the aging stage. At the aging stage they are, they can give you some uh, wise counsel. And they can give you some strength and they can give you some wisdom, amen, that might help you avoid, amen, uh, some pitfalls in your life. You need to go with these people and spend time with them. God provides counsel. But here's the thing. Listen, you need help. God wants to provide you counsel. God wants to give you direct uh, instruction for what you need in your life. So he gives you his word from his heart. He gives you uh, 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 the people. Uh, it brings people into your life. But you know what? He'll pour that into you. But you have the responsibility to apply it. Right? Listen, it, it doesn't matter. You can have all the instruction in the world. But if you don't apply it, you know, you hear people say, well, I don't know what happened to that boy. I sent him to church all his years. You know, well, yeah, right, yeah. But did you, uh, uh, but did you teach it to him at home? And did you, did did uh, he uh, apply it? 
Again, you've heard me use that example before. How many times I've heard a, a parent say to me, oh, I can't believe my son did that. I can't believe my daughter did that. Where did I go wrong? I said, yo, who says you went wrong? No, you taught them right. Where they went wrong is they didn't apply it. They have to apply those principles you've taught them. They have to apply just like you. Listen, you can have, hey, you've got the word of God, but when do you mess up? When you don't apply it, right? You can give people godly counsel. You know, people come into you for counsel, uh, young couples come in, or people want to get married, and you try to uh, give them uh, Bible counsel, and then they reject it, then they wonder what happened later. What would happen? Oh, they got the right counsel, they just didn't apply it. Look at Proverbs 25 says this. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 5 says this. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. That's good. Counsel in the heart of man is like deep water. That's what God, amen, God wants to, wants to fill you with good godly counsel. But then it says this, but a man of understanding will draw it out. <laughs> a man of understanding will draw it out. Hey, hey, listen, uh, God's given you his book. God's poured his book into you. If God's given you godly parents, uh, they poured good counsel into you. If God's given you uh, good uh, 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 biblical leaders in your life, they've poured it into you. But you know what? It's your job to drop the bucket in, amen, to lower the bucket and pull it out and apply it to life, amen. You need to drop the bucket and pour it out and utilize it and apply it in your life. Proverbs 1, 5 says, look at this, a wise man will what? Will hear, will hear and will increase in learning. And a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsels. Amen? He'll heed the wise counsels. He'll hear and he'll increase. Proverbs 19.20, hear counsel. Receive instruction. Amen? Pay attention. Why? That thou mayest be wise in the latter end. Hey, Hey, you know, you ever see, man, you see a young person, man, they're wise beyond their years. Hey, maybe they're paying attention to what's been poured into them as they were growing up. You know, God considers having a counselor so important. It's one of the titles and roles of Jesus Christ. We know Isaiah 9, 6, right? For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. Counselor, the mighty God. Amen. Not only do we have the word of God to be our counselor, but the God of the word, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Wants to counsel you and guide you through the Holy Spirit. What a wonderful thing that is. Notice the, uh, the wise counsel of wisdom. You know, Proverbs 8, talking about wisdom. And it says this. Now, therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that what? Keep my ways. Amen. Wisdom is there to give you counsel, but you have to hearken up. You got to apply it. You got to keep my ways. Here's what it says in Proverbs 8 through 3. Here it is again. Hear instruction. Be wise and refuse it not. Oh, young people, be wise. Refuse not the counsel of the word of God. Refuse not the counsel of your parents. Refuse not the counsel of the good godly people that God has put in your life. Don't refuse, uh, uh, don't refuse it, but apply it. Verse 34 says, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates and waiting at the post of my doors. Amen. You know what it's like? Hey, when you're waiting at the post of, you know what it's like? Hey, uh, 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 man, uh, when you were young, right? And you'd, you'd go to the doorpost, so to speak, and you're waiting to, uh, to pick her up, right? 
You were standing there waiting, waiting for her to come out. And we're supposed to stand at the doorpost of wisdom and wise counsel. Say, hey, man, uh, come out. Amen. I need something to help me along the way. So let me give you some things to consider when making important decisions, right? Of course, uh, uh, not all of the decisions are important, but we all usually at least uh, every year or a couple of years, we have important decisions we need to make. So young people, let me give this to you. But of course, we all need this. When you have to make important decisions in life, let me give you some things to consider quickly as we finish up. One, what is the main purpose in this decision? What is the main purpose in the decision? Why do I want to make this decision? What is my purpose in making this decision? Think about that. That's, that's, something to th- that's counsel. Well, hey, uh, I'm trying to make a decision. That, well, why do you want to make this decision? Why is this decision so important? You know, and why do I have to make this decision? You know, is this, is this something that I, I have to do? And so I need some wisdom about it? Or is it just something I want to do? What is the purpose in making this decision? As a believer, as a Christian, I must, I should realize, or I should understand that the foundation of every decision that I make as a believer, the foundation of every decision I make as a Christian is what? To honor God, to honor God. How can, if I'm going to have to do this, If I'm going to have to make a decision in this area, how can I make a decision that God will be honored with this decision? God will get honor through the result of what I'm doing here by making this decision. You got to remember the underlying factors, amen, how will this uh, uh, affect my, uh, uh, my relationship with God and honor God? Next, my decision. I got to make sure my decision does not go against of any of my biblical values. Does this decision line up with biblical values? Amen. Uh, the, uh, the, the word of God. Does this decision line up with biblical values? I must avoid counsel again and influence as we've read in the word of God. I must avoid counsel and influence of the ungodly. Who am I? Who am I led influence me in this decision? Hey, am I getting peer pressure from negative peers? Or again, am I, am I yielding to the way society uh, uh, thinks about this thing or, 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 or the world thinks about this thing? Hey, uh, uh, where's the influence in this decision coming from? Am I being honest about my true intentions in this decision? Am I being honest about my true intentions in this defi- decision? What are the facts? Concerning this, what are the options that I have in this situation or in this decision? When I look about, you know, should I go or should I stay or should I do this or should I not do this? As I, as I, as I contemplate those things, as I meditate on those things and in, in making a decision, which do I feel, you know, which, which direction here moves me more towards and inward peace. Amen. Or when I think about, well, this, and all of a sudden, I'm like, uh, do I have a hesitation? Or which one do I feel brings me more at, at, at peace in my heart? In making this decision, who am I thinking about? Am I only thinking about myself? Is this a selfish decision? Am I only thinking about myself? In making this decision, am I truly considering the very will of God for my life? 
in making this decision, am I truly considering the will of God for my life? In making this decision, how will it affect others in my life? How will it affect others in my life? And did I spend time in true prayer? I didn't just say prayer. Did I spend time in true prayer about it? Just some things to consider when, just a little bit of counsel there about things to consider when making important, life-changing, life-affecting decisions. Think about those. List the wise and influential people in your life, the leaders, your parents, your peers, and ask, why do you value their counsel or why do you avoid their counsel? Well, um, I, I, yeah, I know I'm going to ask them. So, I, you know, I, somebody said I need to seek counsel. So I know I'm going to ask them because, you know, they usually agree with me. <laughs> or why am I, why am I uh, avoiding this person? Why, why am I afraid to talk to this person about this decision? You know? Why, why am I willing to go to, you know, if I'm at school, why am I willing to go to my gym teacher about it, but I'm not willing to go to my dad about it? <laughs> you know, why am I willing to go to my friend's dad about it, but why am I not willing to go to my pastor about it? Why am I, well, why am I picking certain people to, so I can say, well, I got counsel, and why am I avoiding others? That's something to think about when making decisions. And how wise and mature do people think, think you know, that I am in making this decision? I like this uh, it's good to ask, ask many people, but you know, because some people, uh, uh, you know, they think God only talks to them. Somebody asked a, th- th- this uh, leader one time, said, do you think God only talks to you? He said, no, God talks to everybody, but I just listen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I just listen, right? Hey, listen. No, I don't think God only talks to me, but I just try to be one of the ones that listen. Amen. Right? And so, hey, listen, God wants to talk to you. So listen, say, God, I want to be one of the ones that listen. Amen. I want to be one of the ones listening. So let me ask you this as we finish up. Are you listening when God speaks, whether he's speaking through his word, whether he's speaking through godly leaders he's put in your life, whether he's speaking uh, through your parents, whether he's speaking through other uh, 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 godly influence in your life and the decisions? Amen. Are you trying to be sensitive again when he speaks through his word, when he speaks through his spirit, when he speaks through godly caring, praying people he has put into your life. Are you listening? And listen, those things will line up. You know, again, you've heard me, heard me say, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be uh, 57 here in a couple months. And hey, listen, still at this stage, if I have an important uh, uh, life affecting decision to make, you know what I do? I, I still seek counsel. Amen. I still pray about it. And I, I read the, the, the Bible and look for God to give me verses about things. I still have people I call that I don't care and, and, and pray about that. And I see if all those things are lining up. Amen. Do I what I look for? I say, do I see a consensus coming together here in, in towards this important decision that I need to make? Do I see do I see things beginning to line up towards this important uh, decision that I I uh, I need to make, or do I see myself sort of trying to uh, uh, you know uh, well that door doesn't look like it's going to open on its own. Maybe I need to you know uh, uh, do something about this. But listen, it's a danger, it's a dangerous thing to amen ever think that we don't need counsel when making important decisions in our life. And it says this, verse 13 of 106 says, they waited not for his counsel. So I pray I don't uh, know what's going on in uh, your life, amen, whether it's young people or even whatever age and stage you are. Amen, if you have things that uh, your your decisions you're trying to make, amen. Uh, listen, we never 
reach a stage that we don't need the counsel, amen, of people that care about us, all right, and uh, that pray for us. And so if, if you have uh, any important decisions, you know, uh, especially, you know, uh, young men, young ladies and uh, uh, other things going on in your life, oh, please, you know, uh, don't want to run the most. That's why they tell people, listen, if you had some great, exciting event happen in your life or you had some kind of devastating happen in your life, they say, man, minimum, don't make any life-affecting decision within six months, right? Because chances are it's going to be uh, an, an, an emotional decision. But listen, God cares about you. God's put people in your life that care about you. Listen, uh, young people, thank God for your uh, godly parents and, and uh, others in your life. And be willing to, to, to humble yourself, amen, and, and talk to your parents about those things. Or, or go to an elderly woman or go to an a elderly man or, and, and those things and say, listen, uh, I, I, I want to get this thing right. Amen. The most important thing to me is that when I make a decision, God gets honor and glory, that I know it's, it's uh, uh, the will of God. I don't want to make these decisions uh, 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 lightly, but I want to make them, amen, uh, uh, spiritually and prayerfully. Let's pray. 